The Kindness Podcast is made possible by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Cornwell Properties offers Ohio University students the best locations to live in Athens. All of their apartments are either on Court Street or within one block. Cornwell Properties. Location matters. Visit their website, cornwellpropertiesathens.com, for more information. Welcome to The Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. There are two books that changed the game for me. One is called Love Does. The second is called Everybody Always. Both are written by New York Times bestselling author Bob Goff, who, in his humorous storytelling mode, reminds us that every day we are on a kindness adventure. Bob joins me now on the Kindness Podcast, but halfway through the conversation, I'm going to hand the mic over to college senior and Bob Goff fan, Bree Boothby, who gets advice from Bob about finding her purpose. Bob, you live your life wide open, Bob, and I don't know anybody else who is a New York Times bestselling author and travels all over the world and then has, you know, the time to put their number in the back of a book and answer all these people's calls. It's crazy. Have you always been this way, this wide open? Yeah, I think I've, uh, you know, each of us comes out of the factory a little bit different. Like, you know, sweet Maria, and she's pretty shy Mm -hmm. and reserved, but I'm more like Tigger. So she's more like the wise owl. So part of it is just figuring out who you are and then living into this wiring harness that God gave you. So for me, uh, I was a trial lawyer. And when I first graduated from law school, I was thinking, oh, I'm supposed to act like a lawyer now. And I realized over time, that's just insecurity speaking to me. What I need to be is just me. And the crazy thing is it made me a better trial lawyer. It made me a better friend. It'll make your listeners better people to just figure out who have you been made to be. And then just live into that. So I'm made to be available. I'm like that guy. I'm just going to get available all the time. Like you can never decide if you're going to be the smartest person in the room. And I never am. But you could decide if you'd be the most available person. Like every single person listening gets to decide today I'm going to be the most available person ever. Unless that's going to crush your spirit, then heavens, don't do it. Right. Your wife, Sweet Maria, would get the shakes if she had to be the most available person to anyone but you. You know, she knows that her job is to be available to you and your family, right? Bingo. So she's like on mission with what she believes that is her her purpose. So I think we each, when we kind of blow the foam off the top, we all want love and purpose, connection, and a couple authentic relationships. The list might be longer or shorter uh, for most people, but it's usually not shorter. So if you just say like love, like actually experiencing love, and the way that I've experienced love is people made themselves available to me. Uh, It wasn't because they sent me a Hallmark card. That's a great thing. But they were just available when I called. They didn't send me to voicemail. It doesn't make you a lousy friend because you send people a voicemail. It just makes you an unavailable friend. So I think I'm working on that for for me, not for everybody. Maria loves voicemail. (laughs) I want to be the person who answers the phone. I want to be that person. But then I tend to think if I give that much of myself to others, I'm not going to have enough energy, time for myself or my family. So how would you answer those concerns for someone like me who's listening? Yeah, I would uh, uh, say use uh, the benefit of having gone around the sun quite a few times uh, to your benefit and to say, you know what, I, I when I'm available in that way, 
it just drains me and I feel like I'm running on fumes when I get to the people that are actually closest to me. So I, uh, you, you decide I want to be famous with my family, not famous with a bunch of strangers. And so I would think of it as like these concentric rings on a uh, tree, like start with the things that you value the most. If your family's in the center, if faith is in the center, well, just figure out whatever's in the center. Don't let anybody else tell you what ought to be in the center. You figure it out. And then just think of these concentric rings going out. So we do things, uh, this outfit called Love Does. So we've got some schools overseas and do a couple things. So that would be like ring number seven for me. Um, and, uh, I think the first six rings are firing like faith and family and friends. And, uh, this, the thing that I spend my day doing, you know, some people call it a career, some people call it a day job, whatever it is. But when I get to this thing, like just take one of them, like what we're doing overseas, then I say like, well, that is fine. But if the other, if the wheels start to wobble on the stuff that's more important to me, I'm out. And so if you could live life with that kind of resolve and abandon to say, I would be willing to abandon all of these other things to get the few things that matter the most, right? Like that idea that we'll be remembered for the way that we love people. And so everybody expresses that different ways. Like some people make, uh, you know, brownies and cut, and I am so enthusiastic. They are right at the top of my list. So I love corners. But I don't, it's not like I don't like the middle part, but the people that know me just send me the corners because I love <laughs> those things. And uh, cupcakes, I don't like that. I don't even actually have met anybody that likes the bottom half. It's like in the cup. They always like the top half, like the muffin top with all the icing. So my friends just make me the muffin top with all the icing. <laughs> and as we've logged enough time that they know that's the good part. Doesn't mean the other part's a bad part, but um, the best would be having these conversations and you'll meet somebody to say, oh, I love the bottom part. I'm like, now we got a game, right? Because right. all together, like really good, make good use of what we got. I grew up uh, in a family that lied to me constantly and they said that the uh, when you eat an artichoke, it's just the leaves that you eat and you throw the middle part away. I grew up my whole life not knowing that my parents were snagging the middle part <laughs> and eating it themselves. I'm like, after I did all the hard work. So I'm still like working through that. And what we end up doing is we get burned a couple of times. You get either burned out with your jobs, you get burned in a relationship, and you start closing all the doors and your world starts getting smaller. And indeed, there's times of crisis where that's actually a really prudent thing to do. But you don't need to live your life under a table. You don't need to live in fear thinking that if you love someone uh, extravagantly that they won't love you back. Uh, because that's just going to happen. I promise it. You, you don't need uh, – that's not a news flash for anybody. And so live in expectation that somebody might. <laughs> not trying to curry people's favor but like think, well, maybe somebody might love me back. And not because you're just emotionally wounded and just need to fill that hole with love, but just go like, no, I'm here. I'm going to be around for 30 years tops um, longer. And so I'm going like, I'm just going to spend it being available. And every once in a while, some crazy things will happen. Uh, you've been a bison. We're, we're friends. So, you know, uh, we live in San Diego. And I woke up one morning mm -hmm. at like five in the morning turned on the coffee and there's a dude sitting on the porch oh. of our house. Is, if you're what? 
He read a book. I told the story about a guy that got engaged on the porch. He thought, man, I just didn't think you'd mind. And I'm like, actually, this is how people get restraining orders. But he was like, oh, he didn't mean to be creepy. He just like was a little creepy. So you're going to meet people along the way. Oh, creepy. So whenever I get home from some trip and I change into my favorite blue shirt and go into the living room and I get a phone call and there's a woman on the line and she says, that's a nice blue shirt. <laughs> oh, Bob, you are convincing people about why not to be kind right now. <laughs> but here's the deal. Don't be frightened off. It's what's interesting to do. My wife calls it catastrophizing. So you could say like, oh, my gosh, everybody's like, no, there was just one person probably walking their dog or something and glanced in the window. I, I don't know what their jam was. But I, we don't need to minimize. We don't need to catastrophize. Just hit the ball down the middle. Just assume that people are working on their own stuff at their own pace. And every time, every once in a while, it'll just get a little weird. Like we just won't understand it. But chill out. Don't Don't go hide under the table. Nope. Keep loving anyway. We'll get back to our conversation with Bob in a moment. But first, today's Kindness Call, sponsored by Cornwell Properties, where location matters. Hello. My name is Alisa East, and I'm from Stoughton, Wisconsin. And my story is actually, um, I've just been thinking about little acts of kindness, random acts of kindness, and I have a son, Hunter, who is now 11, and he just is very intrigued by um, the homeless people, people that we see when we pull up to a stoplight when we're driving along the side of the road, there'll be somebody standing there with a sign saying homeless, need a ride, need money, and... Um, Many times in the past, I've grabbed whatever change I had in my jar next to my car or next to me in the seat and handed it to them. Um, but he was recently saying how he wanted to make these little gift bags. And when we see homeless people, we hand them a gift bag out the window. And I thought about it last year and never did it. Well, he brought it up again this year. And my tenure, my son, Hunter, literally can't drive past a homeless person without wanting to give them something. So this year, we are going to make little gift bags for the homeless, and when we see people along the side of the road, my goal this year is to give every single one of them something. Um, Whether I know if they're homeless or not, I'm just going to give them a bag. So the bag's going to have probably socks, um, gloves, maybe a couple granola bars, maybe a little bit of cash, maybe just a $5 bill, um, and what other little things we find at the dollar store. But I'm going to make probably about eight to ten of these bags, and my son and I are going to hand them out this year. And that might open a door to something else. I don't know, but I feel like I've been prompted to do it, and um, I think it's important for um, my son to see me follow through with that, something that he's passionate about, and we can do it together. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. I've been talking with Bob on the Kindness Podcast, but now I want to hand the mic over to college senior and Bob Goff fan, Bree Boothby, who talks to Bob about finding her purpose. Hello. Hi, Bree. It's Bob Goff here. How are you doing? Hi, sir. Um, I'm so excited. I'm a huge fan of you and Nicole, so I'm super thrilled to be here today. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad we're talking. Me too. Yeah, and you call me sir. I'll think you're talking about my dad. Military upbringing. Sorry. Yes, that's awesome. So I had just a question. Um, I'm graduating college this year, and um, I'm not really sure where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to be doing next year. I'm graduating with journalism. 
So how do you know God's will and big life changes? Um, I just want to do God's will next year after graduation, and um, I'm just kind of stuck yeah. in the rut of not knowing what to do. Yeah, I think one of the things I'd spend some time doing, think of your character, not your career. Like, think about who is this woman that you're turning into, like, full of joy, available, compassionate. Um, those are the things that actually are going to last. Those will define your relationships. Those will define uh, the, the life that you lead. And so when I was uh, graduating, I was thinking like, well, so what am I supposed to do? And somebody told me I was supposed to be an accountant. Can you imagine that? Me being an not accountant? At all. And I think it's a noble profession. It's just not for my personality type. Have you done the Enneagram? That uh, personality yeah. thing? Yeah. So what number are you? Do you recall? Oh my gosh. I don't remember. Um, but I've taken a lot of those and they're always so different. Yeah, so if you're like me, on the Enneagram, I'm a seven. So the seven is the enthusiast. So I am just like live in constant anticipation. What if we, and then finish the sentence. So not everybody's that way. A one on the Enneagram, for instance, is the perfectionist. They just, they love Excel spreadsheets or like crack for them. They just like love being organized and, and so you just don't need to uh, ricochet off each other, the seven and the one, just to realize that they just take so much joy in nailing it like a boss. And I would be like, let's build the plane while we're flying it. So I would say a great time between college and career is figuring out your character and figuring out your character is figuring out your characteristics. Like what are the characteristics that define you? And then the cool part about you is that you already know what they are. So give me a couple of your defining characteristics. I like something new every day, and I really like to help people. Yeah, bingo. So that's great. So take these characteristics that have already percolated up out of all the characteristics that have, could have gotten some airtime. These are the ones helpful, and you love uh, like uh, new, fresh things. I, 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 that could rule out a lot of things, like air traffic controller. Or accountant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you'd say like that actually would be fit more with a one that likes precision. And I would say, you know, just generally, if nobody hits anybody, that's a good day. And you go like, no, actually, we want somebody with like a lot more that takes delights in the detail of that. So I'm again, it's going to end up being a career, but it'll be rooted in characteristics. And the reason the characteristics, you care more about your character. And so, too, for the people that you meet and that you hang out with. I would say I surround myself with a really diverse group of people uh, just because I want to learn. Like they're all I'm the student. They're the teacher. So when I find somebody that's different than me, um, I'll uh, put them in the role in my life of like, teach me some stuff. That sounds like a different worldview. Tell me about that. Um, but there's a couple people that you'll meet that are just actually kind of mean spirited. So a couple that are out there just mean as a rattlesnake. And that actually isn't that good for you. Have you may, met somebody before that's really kind of wounded you by how they dealt with you? Absolutely. But I think those people help you grow stronger and like show you what you don't want to be in life. And I think that's really helpful too. Yeah, bingo. So you can make them your teacher. That's what I do. It doesn't happen often on Twitter, but somebody will say something mean. So I'll go into their feed and I'll try to learn one thing from them. I put them in the role of teacher for a moment for me and I'll look up a word or I'll find something they've said that it was just a new worldview. Um, and then when I'm done, then I block them. <laughs> it's like a going away party. 
So one of the things that I'm really careful about doing is this idea. It's in Proverbs. It's a Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart. Mm -hmm. And so I think while you're on this beautiful adventure towards career, but doing it via character, knowing your characteristics, I would say guard your heart from people. Don't guard it from everybody, but guard it from some people that actually will um, bruise you long term. You won't develop into the woman God wants you to be because you're so wrapped around the axle, being either afraid of getting wounded again or distracted by all the pain or chaos somebody's caused in your life. I would say what makes a great television show uh, would make a lousy life, right? You're right so about a lot that. Of yeah. So uh, the stuff that makes, you know, a series, a series is there's a lot of drama. So what Sweet Marie and I do in our marriage is we say we have this like overarching rule that it's 100% kindness, 0% drama. Wouldn't that be great if you I were like it. dating somebody? Great first date conversation over like, you know, a, a Sunday to say, hey, this is how I operate, 100% kindness, 0% drama. And, uh, and if they go like, oh, I don't get it, say like, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> is uh, I'll miss you. So one of the things you can do is be picky about those inner circle. Like we were talking earlier about like the, these concentric rings of a tree. Like the people on your inner circle don't have it laden with a bunch of drama. And you get to be picky about what you talk about. Get this. Sweet Marie and I never talk about where I am. Isn't that crazy? I was in Houston yesterday. I'm in San Diego today. Uh, but we don't talk about geography. But when people ask her, where's Bob? She always says the same thing. He's on his way home because <laughs> I always am. And we decided in our marriage that we weren't going to be like business partners and talk about I don't need a travel agent. I want a wife. And she doesn't want like some, uh, you know, a person that's like just reporting about weather conditions in Houston, uh, but somebody that's actually engaged and I'm telling you, man, find, surround your people. Do you have a couple of good friends that are just engaged in life? Oh, absolutely. Um, I live with some young life girls, and um, my life has definitely been transformed because of that. Oh, bingo. So that would be it. So you'd find some people that you don't have to be the same, uh, but this whole idea of being one doesn't mean that you're the same. It means that you're together, you're in it. Uh, in Houston, I was actually at a young life event. They were raising money for this fantastic thing that they're doing. And there's this monster uh, a thunderstorm comes through. And these big drops the size of water balloons are coming down. So tell me, did you do, would you watch it from inside or would you run out in the middle of it? I'm definitely a dance in the rain kind of person. So I'd be outside. You're a seven. There it is. So, so I just put on my rubber shoes because I did. There's lightning. I don't know if it would help, but I thought, why not? And so I, I ran out and just experienced all that. I can dry a shirt out. I know how. Um, but I really wanted to experience that. And then there's this huge clap of thunder. Um, the difference between people that are observing and people who are participating is curiosity. And so when this clap of thunder, and it was like the closest I've ever been, like it happened right overhead, and there's this huge sound, and I wondered what makes that. Do you know what makes this sound? I don't, I don't actually know. Isn't it crazy? It's called a channel. Didn't know that. It's like there's this, there's this arc that happens between these negative ions and the positive grounding, and it opens up this 
a hole, they call a channel, that's 23,000 times hotter than the sun, and the minute it collapses, that's what you hear, all the air collapsing back together again. I just think that's fascinating. And so you'd say, what does that have to do with my faith? What does that have to do with my relationships? Everything, because people who are engaged in life are curious about the things that are around them. Did you know a banana is a berry and a strawberry isn't? Isn't that crazy? Mind you learn something mind. every day. No, but so uh, be curious about your friends. Be curious about strangers. Be curious. Be more into their stuff than you are about your stuff. So that's, I think you're going to end up, the byproduct will be awesome relationships. Uh, it won't avoid all the pain. It, you'll just have context for the pain. You'll just realize that this person, if you go the route of being married, that they're just as insecure as you. They're just dealing with it in a different way. Right. Um, and so it'll make right. you kind. Thank you so much. This is really, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. How fun to get a chance to talk to you. Well, when you're like the anchor of some big, <laughs> you're funny. You know, whatever it is. Yeah, I'll give you, I'll, I'll be the call in and I know you'll take my call. Oh, anything for you, Bob. <laughs> hey, great talking to you. You too. Thank you so much. And please tell sweet Maria we said hi. Oh, I will for sure. I just think of the uh, the act of kindness. So uh, this you you know somebody, you know somebody something that would delight them, and so you do simple things that delight people. I've never given Maria a daisy that has more than three petals left on it, and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me." <laughs> but if there's a reason behind why you do what you do. Um, then I think that actually will bring some context to your life. It isn't being silly, it's being purposeful. Yeah, and it's beautiful, and it's being kind. Well, thanks for loving people the way that you are. This is good stuff. Ditto. Thanks, Bob. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, so long. That was a conversation with Bob Goff. You can learn more about Bob at bobgoff.com and at lovedoes.org. Be sure to check out his books, Love Does and Everybody Always. They are two of my favorites. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Chloe Meston. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, make sure to spread some kindness in the review section. 